Imposter syndrome is something that we've all dealt with and will continue to deal with, but it can be a really healthy thing. Welcome to the Marketing Mentor Podcast brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. My name's Tasha and I'm joined here with Linda. In today's episode, we're talking about imposter syndrome. So it's estimated around 70% of us have experienced imposter syndrome at some point in time. And what's more, it can also be argued that you can't have imposter syndrome without being successful. What is it? Uh, who might be experiencing it? And um, and how it actually can be a really healthy thing. Linda, so what I want to kind of kick off with is a bit of a definition of imposter syndrome. So, um, you know, for me personally, I would say imposter syndrome is that feeling of, um, am I good enough for this? Can mm. I actually do this? Is someone going to realise that I'm not actually good enough to do this? Um, what do you, you know, what do yeah. you think? Uh, I've had those thoughts before. It's when you start to have those self-doubting questions in your mind. And I feel like imposter syndrome is, it's when you're more than capable of doing the work, right? But you still have that self-doubt. And like you said, you have those questions in your mind where it's like, am I going to get caught out soon? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> are people going to know that I'm not capable when in reality you are more than capable? Exactly. And I kid you not, 100% imposter syndrome, even just doing this podcast today, it's like, <laughs> have I got enough experience or credibility to actually be doing this? But it's feeling really good and I'm really excited to talk about this topic because I know that I experience it not just right now but in all aspects of my you know, professional life and even in my personal life, I you kind of stop yourself in a moment and think how much longer until someone's going to realise I don't know what mm. I'm doing. But you you actually do and you are achieving those things based off of your own, you know, experiences and mistakes you've made in the past and, you know, how far you've come from learning from those mistakes. I feel like you touched on something earlier where you mentioned that like in the definition that imposter syndrome is something that we all have to go through to be successful and there's – I mean, tell me one person that's been successful and not had imposter syndrome. Yeah. Maybe they haven't spoken about it, but I feel like it's a topic now that is becoming more and more aware, Yeah. not only on the female front, but also on the male front as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, so I guess we know and studies show that uh, the prevalence of imposter syndrome amongst women is much more prevalent or spoken about yeah. as opposed to men because of women's self-confidence, mm. general self-confidence. And I guess if you if you ask men, right, and you ask them about what contributed to their success, studies have shown that they'll most likely attribute internal skill sets, okay. right, to their intelligence and their internal skills and yeah. abilities. Whereas when you ask women the same question – they're more likely to attribute external things. Externally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like so they'll say... A job I was given. Yeah, I got lucky. Yeah, exactly. I studied really hard. Yeah, true. And it's so funny you saying it because when I think about some of my successes, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's because I've, I've put my head down and I've put in those 20 hours worth of study to get all those certifications or whatever it might be. You know, if, if anyone knows me or what I do in, you know, my uh, role at Red Pandas is like I'm the HubSpot certified trainer and like part of getting there was smashing out all those certifications and I think a little bit of um, maybe maybe more than a little bit but a, a big piece of me striving so hard to get all those certs was imposter syndrome going well you know I've got my team going on about how I'm the most accredited HubSpot person in Australia well crap I better keep up with that and get all those certs and smash out all those hours and 
you know, feel like in a way I'm chasing my, chasing, constantly chasing my tail to make sure that I'm indeed that person and, you know, not feeling like, oh, what if someone pulls me up? But then I, I catch myself whilst I'm de- delivering onboardings or trainings and I go, whoa, Tash, you actually know a lot and you've got this team of, you know, 20 salespeople that you're training and they're listening to every word you say, writing down notes and you're thinking there's the, the validation that I need. So I think it's, you know, imposter syndrome, like you, you mentioned it about what I said, that you can't be successful without it. I think with yeah. it keeps you in a way humble going, okay, I know I need to work hard to yeah. be the best. It's not yeah. just going to happen. But I have to find that balance between it being crippling. That's the thing. There's different levels of mm. imposter syndrome, right? There's, I feel like you're at a very aware, like let's call it level of imposter syndrome where you know that you're feeling it, the signs are there that, you know, you're asking yourself certain questions, you're doubting, you're in confidence, but it's not crippling because mm-hmm. you're able to be aware of what you're experiencing and therefore do things. It's not to the point where I've got so much imposter syndrome that I can't even do my job. Exactly, yeah, because I've, I've definitely felt it in the past and to this day if I, you know, think hard enough, right, I definitely still experience it. But I remember in one of my previous jobs, so for those people that are listening, I am a, um, a consultant here at Red Pandas, but in one of my previous jobs I was in a like a very high-level strategic role mm. and I was the only marketing person at that time uh, and didn't have a team really at the initial point. And for me it was deeper. The imposter syndrome was deeper because I didn't really have anyone around me that was in my industry to help me to, to validate me and to help yeah. me understand that your, my skill set in the industry is actually really high and don't doubt yourself and, you know, be more confident. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. So I guess in that particular role, it was definitely towards more of the crippling side. Yeah. And leads you to thinking like, am I capable of doing this? Is this the right thing? And then I know like since you've been here with us working, like you're absolutely smashing it. So I think that imposter syndrome, like I was saying before, it's made you successful because it's made you hungry mm. to want to know more and and keep going. So you turned maybe a little bit of crippling imposter syndrome into a strength. And on that point, I kind of really want to you know mention that we call it imposter syndrome and it almost has a connotation like it's yeah. a bad thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I've got a syndrome, I've got a live with or fix or solve but but everybody has it everyone has it to a certain (laughs) level extent or degree and maybe it's not it's definitely not a negative thing it can be like we were saying um but it's just finding that balance between going okay i i want to be the best hubspot certified trainer in yeah uh, in sydney or australia or in the world whatever it might be so what are the goals i'm going to take to get there and not let it cripple me and stop me from achieving the goal but actually keep me humble yeah and keep me working towards that goal i think it's a huge huge thing yeah, I think when I when I look back at that, like that previous role where I felt it a lot and ultimately kind of led me to a decision where I wanted to move away from a role where I was just the marketer and move away from that responsibility, to be honest, because uh, I, I needed to kind of self-reflect and have people around me mm-hmm. to kind of lift me back up again. But it's, it's crazy what hindsight can do, especially imposter syndrome. I guess at that point, it kind of ultimately led me to leave that job. But you know, you look back now in hindsight and I think to myself, now that I have, you know, people around me in marketing and professionals and experts around me and I can see my skill set more objectively, mm-hmm. I look back at it and I think, oh, my God, like like you had that. There were people um, 
in this job before you that were getting paid more than you mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, all the inequalities that we still see in yeah. today, they were getting paid more than you, they were older than you and you let those things kind of get in your head and really make yeah. you self-doubt yourself. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And not realising, I think it's, this, it's a, again, like this balance of confidence, humbleness yeah. and striving and willingness to learn. It keeps us, um, I say, managing and thriving with imposter syndrome because yeah. it's something that we don't have to solve. We don't have to figure out how to get rid of it, but how can we manage it enough that it's not crippling mm. and then thrive with it so we continue to grow and become, you know, the you know, cliche best version of ourselves or the most, <laughs> you know, the best professional yeah. version of ourselves. So, um, you know, there's a couple of tactical suggestions, you know, we can share with listeners and with ourselves as well that can help us manage um, imposter syndrome and when we're feeling maybe a little bit overwhelmed like holy crap can I do this mm. am I the right person for this when are they going to find out I'm a fake <laughs> um you know sit down have a look at your successes yeah where have, where have they come from how can you uh what can you attribute to achieving objectively look at them objectively exactly and like you were saying before um you know look at I guess all the the, the different um channels or roads that have helped you get to those successes and and realize that a lot of them are intrinsic to yourself as well from being a hard worker or a you know dedicated professional um have you got any other you know tactical suggestions that we we can use managing one that I really drew on and I kind of touched on it is just having people around you that you can talk to about how you're feeling like even saying it out loud and saying you know I feel like I have imposter syndrome to a colleague of yours or maybe it's a mentor, I'd say someone like it it makes the most sense to talk to someone about this that's in a similar professional field to you. Mm -hmm. That way when they validate you, it kind of means something to you. Mm -hmm. Um, But having those people where you can have that chat with, firstly, when you say it out loud, you kind of almost sound ridiculous. (laughs) Like your colleague is more than likely going to say to you, no, you don't. Like, <laughs> but if you do and you voice that opinion with your colleagues, at least then you can kind of find a more objective view on imposter syndrome. Yep. When you're kind of feeling it yourself, it's very hard to go from subjective to objective Yeah. because you're in that state and you have that low confidence in that moment. So mm-hmm. sometimes it can be hard to kind of look at yourself without any emotion attached to it. Yeah, 100%. But by talking to your colleague and saying like, what do you really think about my skill set or how do you think I communicate or what do you think that I can do better, having those positive conversations with people around you really helps you get out from the depths of imposter syndrome. And feeling like, oh, can I do this? When are they going to figure out I can't do this? Am I the right person for this role? Like uh, it's almost like every two or three days you have those questions. I personally pop up into my mind and it's a – it's a rem- reminder that, okay, yes, you can, but like you said, talk to your your colleagues, your mentors, your, your peers, people that, um, you know, you're respected and they know what your capabilities are. And it's not to get that validation from someone else. I think it's important that we find mm, internally validation within ourselves 100% because then, you know, at the end of the day, you need to be happy and confident mm. in your own choices. But if you are, I, when I say suffering, I mean like dealing, if you're dealing with imposter syndrome and you find yourself asking those questions and trying to strive for perfection all the time and I know this happens to a lot of us in in this office um, and on myself is like not everything has to be perfect not everything has to be brilliant it just needs to be good enough and it just needs to be done 
and that's one way we can kind of go okay I'm I'm getting this done and I'm always I'm always getting better yeah I'm always it's funny better. that you say that because I think for my personality I'm definitely like a perfectionist yeah and I agree I've had to get to that point where you just you just need it done mm-hmm as opposed to everything being perfect because that bottlenecks you. Yeah, and it can and it can be crippling, just like yeah. imposter syndrome itself can be crippling. Yeah. Trying to be a perfectionist or trying to get everything done, mm. you know, to a T can be crippling. And like the the nature of an agency is we need to get stuff done and we need to get it done quickly sometimes. So it's like this syndrome mm. affects us in so many different ways. Like I was saying before in your professional life, I'm sure we could probably have a whole other podcast around imposter syndrome in our a personal True. life, uh, but we won't we won't open that can of worms yeah. just yet. Um, I think, you know, I think some key takeaways for anyone listening would be definitely look at your successes, and you know, remember that you can look at them objectively, like Linda said. And where did they come from? How can you attribute those to them? And you know, take a moment to give yourself a pat on the back and say, "Yeah, yeah exactly. like I did this." This is, you know, there's this um, thing that, you know, Moby says, our, you know, our leader, if anyone listening is not sure who that is, and he's like, you know, dig into your cookie jar and like <laughs> take that and be like, yeah, I did this. Like this is awesome. Good on me. Um, and even if you have to say that inside, I say it out loud sometimes or I give myself a pat on the back <laughs> or even, ooh, go Tasha because mm. I'm kind of acknowledging like, yeah, I can do this and you should give yourself the kudos when you know, yeah, you're so you right. It's it. it's so easy to focus on the things that go wrong in mm. the day. Like naturally, it's easy to kind of veer off in that space. But then actually taking the time to focus on what the wins were for the day. Exactly. It takes effort. But by doing that, you kind of, like you say, you're rewarding yourself. Exactly. And kind of keeping the imposter syndrome at bay to a 100%. degree. I love that. All right, well, that's it for time. The idea of this podcast is to answer your questions. So follow us personally on LinkedIn. That's Tasha Dalbianco, Lindo D'Amico, and you can connect with us at Red Pandas Digital. Um, Send us your questions. We'd be super keen to answer them during the Marketing Mentor podcast. Thanks, guys.